Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Kingdom yeah. Conversations. This is Isaac Petrie and Irene Petrie. What's up, everybody? Irene Petrie still on vacation. <laughs> it's coming to a close. I don't know when he's coming back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like Paul when I say all have forsaken me. I'm telling you, he's been gone. Fred and Char been gone. And, and I just been left alone working. <laughs> I'm going to vacate, though, before long. <laughs> and leave it to all of y'all. Man, how you doing down there, bruh? I'm doing excellent, man. I got no complaints. Listen, welcome all of those. God bless all those that are on with us. We're going to ask for you to hit share because we're going to get into some provocative stuff today. Kingdom Conversations is about us having conversations, bringing the kingdom perspective to what's happening on happening in the world and culture, what's happening in our nation. And so um, I entitled this what's really going on, because what things appear to be in this nation are not necessarily what is actually happening. There are things behind the scene that are spiritual in nature that we need to keep an eye on. And so um, look also for me here right after Kingdom Conversations. I'm going to come back on live on my Isaac Petrie page and and do a teaching on the spirit of Antichrist and and really give you a biblical breakdown. It's normally not the kind of thing I do on Facebook lives. I'm normally teaching and and, you know, exhorting, talking about, you know, your life and destiny and purpose and trying to get you to your own greatness and all that. But this time I'm coming with the more theological standpoint because we need to know what is happening in the earth and what is happening in America. So last week, man, look, Pastor Iron, you you unpacked some stuff about America and about just this nation and about the things that have been going on in this nation. And the things that that, you know, this plot to actually destroy this nation and using and taking advantage of the grievances, you know, from African-American people to deal that dealt with slavery and and Jim Crow and segregation and all of those things. And then now this current uh, issue with the police and police brutality and all these entertainers and stars and football players and just the whole nine yards, this whole movement now from this council culture to come in and just move things that have been around for decades um, as if they are evil. And, and just now they're coming after everything. I mean, anything that has anything to do with the real historical um, documentation of America, because what we're discovering is it's not just coming after things that have to do with slavery. Now they're coming after things that have to just do with the very founding of this country and how they, they used the what happened with um, this protest and all of those things 
to hijack it and come in with a, a more sinister system. Talk about that real quick, kind of capsulate it, and then we're going to dive in on what we see behind the scenes of what's happening in America. Yeah, well, you know, basically we were talking about, uh, you had asked me about socialism and kind of the idea of what socialism was and and so forth, and uh, just basically dealing with the history of this idea. And it's it's not unique to America. This has been something that has been tried right. all over the world. As a matter of fact, I believe it was by the, the late, uh, I think the late 1970s, um, 60% of the world's population was under socialist rule. I mean, and so this was an idea that is so pervasive throughout the world and has been tried everywhere all the time. And the real unique and peculiar thing about the United States of America is that it has never been able to really get a significant and substantial foothold in our country. Right. Uh, but you but you fast forward to today, um, you, 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 you have a, a running a person running for office uh, that was Bernie Sanders. You know, and, and he started to gain traction in 2016 and, and, and people started coming out and, and the millennials started to to uh, listen to a man who was an avowed, you know, democratic socialist. And so for the first time, we started to see this creeping idea of socialism gain a little bit more of a mainstream uh, influence than it ever been before. So uh, really dealing with that is what you, we were talking about last time and to kind of encapsulate it. Um, this was tried, like I said, many years ago, I believe it was 1825, a man by the name of Robert Owen, who was from England, attempted to create what he called New Harmony, which was in, a, in Indiana, here in the United States at the time. And he wanted to create this society that uh, where there was equality across the boards. Everybody was treated the same. Every nobody. There was no there was no capitalism at all. It was all socialist and everything was provided for. And when you took your baths, when you took out your trash, the way you spent time with your family. I mean, he wanted he wanted control and influence over it all. And, uh, and his ideas, of course, didn't work. It all fell apart because that doesn't work. Socialism never does and never has. But on the 50th anniversary of our nation's independence, so it happened in 1776, we became a nation. In 18, I believe it was in 19, uh, no, 1826, <laughs> he comes out with this uh, declaration of mental uh, independence in which, and you can look this up, people can research this on their own. His name is Robert Owen. And uh, and he comes out with this Declaration of Independence uh, on the 50th anniversary of our Declaration of Independence as a nation. And he says, there are three things that we've got to liberate man from. Number one, we've got to liberate him from religion and faith. We've got to liberate him also from this idea of the two-parent family structure. And we've got to liberate him from the ownership of private property. Wow. <laughs> now, these are his these are his three tenants. And of course, all of his experimentation fell apart and he goes back to England. But what happened is, is when he's back in England, he's still promoting his socialist ideas and sitting in one of his congregations, even though they didn't believe in church, they would always meet on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and so in one of his congregations, there is sitting a young rebel with a, a, a tremendous intellect by the name of Frederick Engels, who we come to know as the partner to Karl Marx. And they are the ones who create the Communist Manifesto. And they set aside and they, 
they actually articulate it in a manner that the idea spreads all over the world. And, um, and so fast forward to today, we're still dealing with the vestiges of this because people still keep believing in this socialist idea. And I linked it together with the whole movement that is taken off called Black Lives Matter and everything because one of the leaders actually came out and said they were a trained Marxist. And uh, when you read their platform and you read about them, you see that they have very, very similar views to what was espoused in 1825 by Robert Owen, what was carried on and carried out and, and elaborated on by Karl Marx and Engels and on down to Lenin and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it goes. And so this idea has always been in the earth and they've always tried to institute it and it's tried to be done here in America and failed. But today, because of the grievances that have uh, really happened for us as black people, because of things that are going on in this nation, they're trying to use racial tension as a means to get a greater foothold in this nation than they've ever had before. And so uh, that's kind of a brief, brief overview, of course, uh, of what we talked about. And that's something, like I said, I, I truly believe that every Christian has to wake up and realize that Things are not what they look like. Uh, there's a whole lot more going on than what we actually see. And so, yeah. And so we know about the racial oppression. We know about that there are pockets of racism and all of those. We know that police brutality is a situation that needs to be addressed and needs to be dealt with. That's documented. We're all behind it. That's fine. What we're saying is that there's another spirit, though that's coming in and actually overshadowing all that because all of that is like being pushed to the side now and and but it rode in on those grievances and and now it's trying to institute this marxist socialist agenda for america and a lot of american people are falling for it because they're just mad at america you know, oh, yeah. you know, and 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 because of the pain, and yeah. and it's almost like you know, there's been so much pumped into all these things that everybody's like, that's right, burn the whole thing down, the whole thing yeah. down, and and we're losing the reason of understanding Jesus. that this is what the enemy is trying to do, and we did call it the enemy because yeah. we're um, he's going to tell you in just a minute why you can't have that type of culture and nation because it's anti-biblical. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a political thing. It's a biblical thing, just like, you know, racial inequality. That's not political. We've made these things political, but they're yeah. biblical. That's yeah. biblical. And so that's trying to bring a nation to a biblical standard that everyone should be equal. There is no Jew, no Gentile, no male, no female, no bond, no free. That. Mm -hmm. Had before, but hopefully you could still hear me. Doing well, you're all kind of, you kind of froze up for a second. Well, so I yeah, I, I know it. We never had a problem with it before. <laughs> Why is it freezing now? <laughs> never, never had a problem with it freezing. But anyway, and so these are biblical standards. And so while we're trying to get a biblical standard 
of equality into a nation. There's also an unbiblical standard of communism and socialism that's trying to come in at the same time and actually use that platform to do it. So this is where the Bible calls the mystery of iniquity is at work, which means how Satan systematically rides through these things to get his agenda into the earth. And because people are hurting, they, they, it's almost like we can't see out of both eyes. Mm. You know, it's almost like that, that, that when you take advantage, it's just like taking advantage of somebody that's been abused or taking advantage of somebody that's being fearful. You, you miss what is really trying to happen. And that is to bring a system of the spirit of antichrist into a nation. And that is exactly why you see the fruit of all of these things manifesting in all of this chaos, all of this, this um, lawlessness, all of this anti-God, anti-America. Now, so let's move on to what I want to talk about today, because when I talk about what's really going on here, Let's talk about this spirit of Antichrist, because that's all these things are, you know, in some form. Yeah. Coming into the earth realm and these things getting traction in America. Talk to me a little bit about why you feel like now these spirits are are getting traction in America. There's always been wrong sin and there's always been, you know, uh, fights for equality and injustice. And, and, and there's always been LGBTQ and all. But now these things are beginning to grab a hold and become the mainstream of culture where people are glorifying it, where it's getting the front page, where the agenda is to push this stuff. How did it begin to get a foothold from when I graduated school (laughs) and when you graduated school just a couple of decades ago? How do you feel like it was able to get in? Well, I I mean, it's been a combination of things. I think, uh, first of all, you have to look at the educational uh, mountain or institution or establishment, however you want to define it. But Education today has really taken a serious nosedive into indoctrination. I mean, our colleges and university campuses are just as, I mean, they are, they're absolutely indoctrination stations. I mean, the people, uh, scholars are writing about this, movie makers are making documentaries about this. There is a real crisis in our educational system. And it's even starting not just in upper academia, not just in colleges and universities. But this is going on now uh, with our children. I mean, now we're, we're sitting up, we're watching Drag Queen Story Hour in our schools. We're watching this, uh, we're watching a lot of things being taught, a lot of curriculum that is very, very far left. And so there's been a massive effort to indoctrinate uh, our generation with this, you know, hate America, Judge America, Western civilization is rapacious and evil and endemically racist. And, you know, there, this has been going on for quite some time. And uh, now, you know, people are afraid. I mean, I, I listened to a very noted 
public uh, figure um, on on YouTube, actually. Millions of people follow, been on television, interviewed and everything. And he actually said out of his mouth that if your child, he said, honestly, I don't know if I would send my child to college. <laughs> he actually said it. He said, because you're subject to get back a kid who has been completely just extracted from all of their Christian faith, any belief in America, any form of patriotism, any idea of, of America being a force for good in the world, because there is a very strong effort to actually teach and preach and indoctrinate against that. So that's one aspect. Uh, secondly, it's because the body of Christ, and, and this is where, you know, we being preachers of the gospel, this is where we live. Uh, the church has been very open and very roomy and very accepting of a lot of social justice teaching and dogma and ideas uh, to which we're hearing it preached in our pulpits. Uh, people are following these things in their own lives as Christian people, and they don't understand that what they're dealing with really is an alternative religion. It's not just a, a political idea. That th this is something. This is something that has a very, uh, a, has a very religious undertone to it. You know those things I was talking to you about with Robert Owens. I mean these these were men who wanted to bring heaven to earth in their own words. They wanted to create new societies. They wanted to create a a, a new man, as they would. This, this, this ability to, to change human nature by having this political system that leveled everything across the board, that is, except for themselves. Of course, they would, they would always keep everything they had, <laughs> but they wanted to level it out for everybody else. Well, see, this is very religious. This, these, are, these are spiritual things. These are spiritual forces afoot. And if the church is not aware of that, if the church is not aware that, okay, my Christianity is separate from patriotism, Right. I'm a citizen of the kingdom. And that's first and foremost before I'm a citizen of the United States of America. But the fact that I am here in a country that will acknowledge my freedom for my faith, I need to be fighting to preserve that. Because if, if I open myself up to be influenced by these other ideas, these other ideas hold within them a tenet that says we've got the free man from religion. We've got to free him from this. We've got to free him from this, this, this uh, enslaving him to faith. And so the church has to wake up and realize that what's going on is spiritual. And if we as the restrainer, if we as the body, the, the ecclesia, if we're not those who have been called out to legislate and to govern spiritually, if we're not holding our position, right, then all of these spiritual foreign ideas will begin to gain, gain traction in the United States of America and overturn our country. But ultimately, it's not just about the nation. It's about the church. It's about the fact of lessening the voice of the church, the influence of the church, the, the exclusivity of Jesus and who he really is. And these are things that the, that the body of Christ has got to realize are they're, they're right in line with everything you see going on in the street. It may, you may not sound like it now, but yeah. I'm telling you, that is what is next. The and, pulpits well, of America and the church. Well, that's that's where the deception comes in, because 
everybody knows, like we said, if you just joined the broadcast, we're talking about what's really going on behind the scenes, which is trying to push America into a anti-God nation, mm -hmm. anti-right, anti-righteous, but it's deceptive because oh, yeah. it's using the guise yes. of civil rights to do it. It's mm -hmm. using the guise of of police brutality to do it is you we do not absolutely want to minimize that racism police brutality all these things need to be corrected they need to be right everything needs to be equal because those are biblical standards by god mm -hmm. romans 13 talks about how the police officer has to be a minister of good yeah and do good and so all of those things are right Equality, racism, discrimination, great, because those are biblical standards. But what's happening with this modern so social justice movement is that there's a spirit now coming in and riding in on that that's trying to remove these norms out of society and using the pain and grievance of people to push it through. And I know this is true because like I said, mm -hmm. um, that LGBTQ uh, um, um, bill that was just passed through yeah. um, for equality came through on the civil rights bill of 1964. That's, that's what they used as, as the civil rights movement that dealt with racism and dealt with um, segregation and dealt with marginalization. Now they said, because of that, we should have protection under that civil rights law from discrimination. The only difference is, is that when that civil rights bill was passed, it was about equality of life. It was about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It wasn't yes. about a, a preference to a lifestyle, mm -hmm. and, but right. they used it and, and they've been able to make great advancements. And to me, we have to stand up and say, wait a minute, civil rights and equal rights are right, but you're not going to be able to use that to bring in now all of these things that you prefer to have as rights that have nothing to do with just the basic rights of people in a nation. And yeah. that's what we've had. And so now you dealing with the whole social justice thing. And now it's not just about police brutality. It's not just about social justice. Now you're moving into systems that are now coming after family they're coming after God and they don't want God mentioned. These movements are not being spawned by God. And this is what this is why the church needs to stand up and understand Satan, you're not going to get to come in and deceive and ride in on agendas that seem to be right. But then mm -hmm. you pervert them with your wickedness. And that's where the church has got to be. Able to see, I think sometimes you can be so hurt about a situation that you lose all rationale. It's like, yeah. it's like you gotta be able to say, yes, we need social justice, but no, 
We don't need that kind. You're not going to use that to come in. And because the equilibrium of people is are thrown off so with all of these things in America, it's like we're we're ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. I mean, <laughs> and no, we're here to right. say, uh-uh, no, Satan, no, 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 no. Because these movements that that the church is getting behind instead of the church being in front and they getting behind the church so that these things have a righteous and that they have a biblical and that they have a spiritual view. We're taking their lead and these people are anti-God, anti-family, anti-Christ. It's the spirit of lawlessness. And now they want police gone and all of this stuff. And it's time for us to stand up. Absolutely. And say, no, 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 we're not having that. We're not going to stand for that because that is now you're going against the word of God. So that's the deception that Satan is using. He's Mm -hmm. using a situation to bring in deception at the same time. And because people won't change so bad, they're willing to I don't I don't even want to say willing. I want to say that they're just not perceiving that this is what the ultimate agenda is. We're not going to help the spirit of Antichrist (laughs) (laughs) and take over our nation just because we had some bad things happen in it. And that's the balance that we've got to function with. What say you? And and the thing, well, you know, the thing is, you're talking about, like you said, a movement that is in the head and the church is at the tail. Um, they're the engine and we're the caboose, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, th- and that's a dangerous place to be in because the church has to, this is where we have to stand up to the narrative and let people know what you seek can only be found in him. And right. see, that's, that's the thing that we, we keep bumbling and bobbling over our presentation of Jesus as though he's inadequate to the, the issues of the times. Like if you tell people about Jesus, they don't want to hear that. Well, I'm sorry, because evidently you don't, no want, you don't want answers. <laughs> you don't, you don't want, want solutions. You don't want to change. You, you, you don't you, want to change. If you, you don't if, want, if you're going to exclude Jesus from <laughs> you the don't situation. Want it. If you're going to boot God out of it, you don't want change. You, you don't you, want change. You can't have it without Him. You can't. You can't. And if you're a believer, you're a Christian and a member of the body of Christ. That is your unapologetic stand and your view. You don't move off of the sufficiency of Christ. You don't move off of the sufficiency of scripture. You don't move off of the sufficiency of redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You have to stand your ground, but we're willing. And I, I want to I I read something to you out of 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 11. This, this came to me this week. While I was meditating on some of these things, and I wanted to read it to you, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. It's just a couple of verses, uh, and I'm going to begin with verse 2. It's 2 Corinthians 11. I'm going to type it on the screen. What is it? Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 2. Uh, we're going to go from 2 to two to 4. We're going to stop at 4. Okay. All right, go ahead. Okay. And so this is an amplified version. And so the Apostle Paul is writing to Corinth and he says to them, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy because I have promised you to one husband. Right. 
to mm -hmm. present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, your minds may be corrupted and led away from the simplicity, your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For you seem willing. Now listen to what Paul says. For you seem willing to allow it if one comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted. You tolerate all this beautifully welcoming, you, you tolerate all this beautifully welcoming the deception. And wow. so, and so the apostle Paul is saying here to the church at Corinth, my heart, my jealousy, my desire over you is to present you completely solely as a virgin. He uses that analogy to Christ, that you would remain completely loyal to him only, right? Mm -hmm. But he says, I'm afraid that just like the serpent beguiled Eve, you're being led away from the simplicity of Christ because he said, I'm noticing you guys are willing to tolerate a different Jesus than was preached to you, a different gospel that was preached to you, and a different spirit. And so think about that for a moment. A different Jesus. Now, what was Jesus? Jesus was the Savior. He's the Savior of the world. So to receive a different Jesus is to receive a different means of salvation. What will save us? And see, this is why I say to people, a lot of this ideology that is afoot today, i.e. socialism, Marxism, whatever you want to call it, it is an alternative religion aimed at a certain kind of salvation. It is to save ourselves as a society from all of the evils of Western civilization and, and all of the things that have divided us. It's, it's really a religion. It is one of the reasons why that people have such a hard time um, with people when they talk about these things because people, people see a form of redemption in this. They see a form of redemption in tearing down statues. There's a, there's a measure of redemption in going about ripping names off of buildings and trying to right all the wrongs of history. There's a redemptive element to that. There's, a, there's something that redeems a person internally. And so they're, seeing, they're using that as an alternative to what Christ has offered. Because in what Jesus offers, it is individual. It deals with the, the heart of the human being and his position as a sinner to come to Christ. We talked about it earlier on some earlier conversations that, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of times we don't like to look to Jesus as the answer is because Jesus gives no one leverage. He gives no one power over anybody else. There's no group that can claim their righteousness over somebody else. He literally stoops on the ground and he draws on the ground and says, he that's without sin cast the first stone. And of course, all of us have to drop our rocks because we recognize that no one sin is greater than any other. No group sin is greater than any other. And if we look yeah. back at the history of injustice and slavery and, and being rapacious and conquest against one another, these things have been done by everybody. Every, yeah. I mean, everybody. And so to find unity in Christ is very self... Um, it's, there's no self-aggrandizement with it. There's no... There's no ego with it. You, everybody has to come humbly, and, and, the, ground has, right. and the ground is level at the cross. And, and it has nobody, right. yeah, and, and nobody wants that. They want an answer. 
a narrative, something in society that gives me power, especially around this subject of race. Whenever you're seeing people put more emphasis on skin and hair, you're looking at a power struggle. You're not looking at just race. You're looking at people vying for who can have power to, to exert influence over the other. They're looking for leverage. How can I guilt these people into doing this? How can I get these people to do that? And you're looking at a, 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 a fight over the steering wheel, if you would, in a cockpit. And everybody's looking at who can drive the narrative, drive the agenda, and drive the direction of the nation. And so we have to recognize that that power struggle is afoot and realize that in the process of that power struggle, there is this attempt to marginalize all that Christ offers, up, offers to us. And he is the only answer to it all. But that answer means a whole lot of personal uh, introspection, a whole lot of personal repentance, and a whole lot of personal humility. And people don't want that. They want what allows them to be able to usurp power over somebody else and yeah. guilt and shame somebody else. And that's why the church has got to push back on the narrative and say, look, we have not so learned in Christ Jesus. That's not what we've learned. That's not who we are. That's not what we have. That's not what we have in him. And we have to stand for what Christ offers as the answer and the, and the only unifying answer to all of this stuff. And this is why, like I said, people are looking at it from merely a racial perspective, especially for those of us who are black. We tend to look at it from a racial perspective, but there's a much bigger narrative. There's a much bigger end involved. And we have to lift up our eyes to see that. If not, we're going to be used for what we're valuable for. That is to use the grievances of what have happened to black people as a means to promote something that black people will find in the future. They, they serve no greater place in that society either. Because and, that and, is the and, and absolutely because that's the agenda of Satan. Well, be, right, because it's Satan. And, and the issue is this. <clears throat> nobody's going to end up winning with him. No. I mean, because he's <laughs> he's going to kill, steal and destroy, period. Now, the thing I want to close with and we'll we'll talk about this for 10 minutes, because I want all of y'all that are listening to me that belong to the body of Christ. That belong to the church. One of the things, hopefully, that we can move. And this is why we started Kingdom Conversations, because we need conversations about culture, about society, about what's going on in society. And one of the things that's happening is people are starting to get more poli politically informed or engaged. Now, what I'm about to say to you has nothing to do with voting. Um, we, 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 we'll deal with that way, way, way down the road. What I want to deal with you about is the fact that one of the revelations of this mystery of iniquity, of how Satan is going to get that spirit of Antichrist and the actual Antichrist into the earth to remove all that is like God, that is righteous, that is just. And this is what people don't understand. Satan is not after justice. Mm. You're not going to get justice from Satan because no. he doesn't have it. He doesn't know how to give it. In this movement that people, if we allow these people to be the people 
to beat the drum of justice and and come in like we're going to be the ones to get it. They're not going to do anything but oppress us when they get the power, because that's just that Satan. That's the way he is. He doesn't know how to be just. He doesn't know how to be right. And so one thing the church has got to do in taking advantage of this opportunity is get our eyes on the world. Because that's what Jesus said. I'm sending you into the world. That's John 17. Now you're not of the world, but I'm sending you into the world. Why? Because while we have been in church, we realize that Satan has been in the courts, that Satan has been in the politicians. Satan has been working in the media, in the classroom. Satan has been working in the universities and in the classrooms and and how you can raise your child as a Christian, send them off to college and they come back like you need to reprogram them. They come back with (laughs) all kinds of ideology. You have to sit down and say, wait a minute, sweetheart, that is not true. That is, wait a minute, don't forget what you were taught. Don't forget what you've learned. Oh no, wait a minute, you came out of my house. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily talking about I've had that struggle with my daughter, but I have had to have conversations with her to say, no, 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 these are not just mental conditions. This is sinful. <laughs> you know, and th- because there's all these types of ideologies coming. And for the church, we have got to meet them in the political arena, because mm-hmm. while we've been having church, they've been hiding all these laws in. They've been passing all of these bills. They've been underground working on things. So we have to become politically aware because that's where the mystery of iniquity is at work. Then we've got to absolutely be able to avoid deception because that is the thing Jesus said be not deceived. There is a lot of deception going on and all you got to look for, this is it. This is it. No matter whether you like somebody, don't like somebody, whether you, somebody sounds good or don't sound good. And, and, and I'm talking about ministers. I'm talking about business people. I'm talking about politicians. I'm talking about, I'm talking about educators. I'm talking about media, arts, entertainment, All you got to do is listen for the spirit of anti-Christ, anti-God. It is coming out of their mouth one way or the other. And when you start to hear that which is against God, against God's word, I don't care what it's couched in. I don't care how beautiful the person looks. I don't care how many Grammys they've won. I don't care how many Academy Awards they've won. I don't care how many basketballs they shoot in in championships they win. I don't care how many footballs they throw. And it doesn't matter how many um, letters they have before their name. (laughs) If it is marginalizing God, If it is pushing some kind of way God out and not giving Christ a platform and preeminence, you're dealing with the spirit of Antichrist. And and so, Pastor Iron, I want you to take the next few minutes based on what I said, and we're going to close 
because that was my admonition to the people of God. Listen, just listen to people. And it can be people in your family. <laughs> just listen, because that voice is going to come out of people to let you know what is behind everything said in every agenda. Is it anti-Christ? That's the spirit we're dealing with. So now I'm Man, going to look, look, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to even, even try to uh, add to that more than just to say amen, because that's just the absolute truth of it all. And that's where as Christian people, that's where they have to plant their flag. And that's where, uh, as Christian people, we have to make a decision that there is, there is such a thing as a heel worth dying on. And that, and that is the heel of, of preaching the exclusivity of Jesus Christ as the only answer for this stuff. And I, and I know people, like I said, anytime, anytime you mention Christ and anytime you bring up the sufficiency of him, and his word, and what the kingdom has to say, what the word of God has to say, if anybody says, yeah, but, <laughs> if anybody says, I don't want to hear that, or I've heard that, and or, or if they try to bring, um, or if they try to marginalize the sufficiency of Christ by saying what Christian people haven't done, and it's kind of like in, any of that, in, anything like that, that wants to minimize the exclusivity of Jesus and him being the answer to all of this stuff, you are dealing with, like you said, the spirit of Antichrist. You're dealing, you're dealing with a satanic doctrine of devils, if you would, is what the Apostle Paul called it. And uh, to, to your point that you made earlier about justice and how you won't get any, any of that with Satan, um, you won't get any justice from the adversary because the adversary is the reason why we need justice in the first place. Like, yeah. he, is, he is the original lawbreaker. That is why justice is an issue for humanity, is because he influences unjust behavior, the violation of life, the violation of people's property, the violation of people's, uh, of, of people's everything, right? And he is the reason why we even have to discuss justice. And I know there are those in this world who do not believe in the embodiment or the personification of evil known as the devil, but we who are believers, who are Christian people, we know this to be true. We know who he is. We know what he does. We know that there is a kingdom that is unseen, but that is in control of the seen wickedness and the, and the darkness that is in this world. And we as Christian people can no longer apologize for that, hide about that, feel like we're being too spooky or super spiritual about it. And I'm telling you, our... Our desire to want to be accepted in the mainstream and tolerated and to tolerate other things is causing us to be put in a position where Satan is gaining a whole lot more ground than he really should be gaining, especially here in this nation where Christianity has been given so much freedom to express itself and be lived out. And so I would just encourage every believer, don't be soon moved off of your faith. Don't let anybody talk you down. Don't let anybody shout you down off of it. Don't let anybody scream at you off of it. You stand your ground because ultimately you have the answer that everybody's going to have to come back to when the chips are down. And, uh, and we have to occupy. We have to hold that space until he comes. 
and uh, and prayerfully we're able to do that in all the different facets of society, as you so beautifully said, whether it's politics and education, whether it's law, whether it's even in medicine, uh, all of the it, nothing, nothing happens in this world. that does not have a moral basis on which it's to be built. Right. And that's where the Christian faith has its greatest input is is establishing that foundation upon which all these institutions should be built upon. And so if we if we neglect that calling and step away. Uh, are, are you still there? Yeah, go go ahead. I can hear you. Your 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 uh video went out, but I can hear your audio. So go ahead and finish it up and I'll I'll are take you still it. there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Look like we've had a little technical difficulty from him. I'm going to close it out um, then and uh, and just um, say this. I don't to know. You. I blacked out there for a second. I don't know what happened. Yeah, you you went out, bro. I'm going to close it out. We were we were just about done. So let me are let you? me close this out as believers. There are things are there? That need to be done in this. I've, I've got you, bro. I'm going to close it out. As believers, there are things that need to be done in this earth realm and all of the righteous movements of the kingdom is what God wants on display. But Satan is trying to pervert everything like he has always done and steal the intention of God to bring us to true wholeness and equality and unification he is coming in to steal the movement, to bring in the spirit of Antichrist and using the pain and the cry of the people um, for righteousness. And we're not going to allow it to happen. Let's be wise. Let's, let's understand what the agenda is from the kingdom of heaven. And we're going to have righteousness, justice, peace, joy, equality, we're going to have the kingdom of God in this earth. Share this message. Thank those um, that were listening. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Maybe he'll be back. I think by the time we do this next week, we can get back to our originally, original way we uh, did this instead of having to do it online to put up with all this stuff. So please share this information. Be blessed. Thank you for watching. And we'll be back next week with more Kingdom Conversations. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.